Hello, and welcome to the In the Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Pope. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I pray that all is well with all of you out there. I pray that you're having a great day as you're listening to the sound of my voice. I know that a lot has been going on in all of our lives individually. I know uh, we see a lot going on in the world, whether that's here in the United States or you know, maybe you live in a different country. It's just so many changes, so many different things going on. And I know, I know, I know if it, uh, you know, it could be discouraging a lot of times, but those of us that know the Lord, you know, we have to understand, you know, the times that we're in, where we are, you know, see these things from the perspective of the Lord um, and just continue to keep our faith in him and continue to get our answers from him through the word, through prayer, through fasting, um, in order to navigate such a wild and crazy place. Um, I know some of you, you know, have the question, you know, what's going on with the world? Um, you know, we just see so much carnage happening, um, whether that's, you know, uh, through road rage incidents, um, we see a lot going on um, with domestic violence. We know domestic violence, especially in the United States, has always been a big thing. And I, I mentioned this uh, this past Monday, how, you know, in the past, you would see individuals get into it in a domestic violence situation. A uh, man and woman might get into it. And, you know, even though it wasn't right and it was horrible, you know, um, somebody would lose their life. You know, the, the male might kill the female, the female might kill the male. Um, but what we see now, you know, it's, it's, it's been taken up a notch because what we're seeing now is a lot of the domestic uh, violence incidents. Not only is the the the, uh, the two parties that are involved killing one another, but now they're going after the kids as well. You know, it's like basically like not only am I going to kill you, but I'm going to kill the kids as well, whether they're just your kids or our kids. You know, it's just really, really out of control. And we just see people now you know, just killing and just going to get a burger afterwards. Once again, it's not anything new. It's not anything that we've never seen before. It's not like this hasn't been going on, but it seems like it has definitely, you know, been taken up a, a thousand notches. So, you know, I know some of you are watching and hearing all of these different stories and, you know, somewhat feeling discouraged but we just have to understand what this world is and what is becoming and what's happening to it. You know, we've seen recently with the, uh, the mass shooting in Buffalo, horrible, you know, horrific, you know, to see that many people lose their lives, just going out shopping, you know, you, you think, Oh, well, I'm just going to run in the grocery store, um, to grab this and that. And it's funny because here where I am in Connecticut, I just so happened on Saturday, I had to run in the grocery store and grab a couple of things. And it's like, you never think that, you know, you run in the grocery store to grab some sugar or bread or whatever it is, you're going to grab milk that you could possibly lose your life, you know, in doing that. And that's what we saw in Buffalo. Very, very sad. You know, some of the stories that we heard come out of it. But this is 
you know, where we are. This is the, the society that we live in. You know, a lot of people, their hearts are cold. Um, we saw there was a, a shooting at a hair salon. You know, we saw that there was a shooting at a church in California the day after what happened in Buffalo. So you, you see all of these different incidents and it's different. And the crazy thing about it is there's different nationalities of people that are perpetrating these crimes. You know, a lot of times we watch, you know, the news and stuff like that. And, you know, certain news outlets, you know, they like to point to certain individuals or uh, certain races. But as you read those three stories and you read other stories, it's just out of control. You know what I mean? Um, you know, people are murdering like it's, you know, like it's no tomorrow. And, you know, you have a lot of people saying, well, what's going on with the world? And if you don't know the Lord, if you don't understand the scriptures, which, you know, many people, they don't want to know it. You know, they disregard it. They laugh at it. But it clearly explains to us, you know, Second Corinthians 4 and 4. What does it say? It says, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. It's talking about Satan. It calls him the God of this world, the God of this system. You know, that's why when you hear people say, oh, the higher I went up in this worldly system, the more evil it got, the more darker it got, because Satan is the controller of this system. It says, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So his job is to continue to keep the minds of the people, whether that's through the news outlets, whether that's through images, whether that's through false doctrine, whether that's through false literature. And even some of these stories that you hear that have taken place uh, recently, you know, um, whether it's what happened at Tops at the grocery store in Buffalo, what happened at the salon, a lot of this stuff is misinformation. A lot of this stuff is, is skewed beliefs, you know, that these individuals have picked up from other people, beliefs that are not true, things that are made up, you know, misconceptions about other people's race or, you know, um, uh, uh, their belief system or, or whatever it may be, their neighborhoods. You know, we have all of these different uh, misinformations, you know, coming from so many different outlets, like, you know, me being black growing up, you know, and what was considered um, the ghetto or, you know, or, or it wasn't the safest neighborhood, you know, but I grew up there and I've seen, I, I saw some tragic things. I've seen some things happen, some things that were unfortunate, but when I see it from a news perspective or how it's shown, it's almost shown like, you know, this is something that is happening all the time, you know, just the way the imagery is and, you know, the different things that they're showing and, and it goes on in other cultures, as well, you know, but definitely in my culture, you see that a lot on the news. It was so crazy. Uh, I remember my wife, um, you know, she had a boss that lived in another town, which is considered like a, a, a real big residential town, very expensive to live in. Her house was huge and all that. And this is this is how much, you know, the news had corrupted her and how she saw the city that I grew up in because where she lived was, was about, it's about 15 minutes from the city I grew up in. And she told my wife that she didn't even drive on the highway through the city that I grew up in, in fear of that somehow bullets or whatever was going to come up on the highway and kill her, you know, but obviously she watched the news a lot. She, you know, she paid attention to everything that they put on there. And guess what? What we find out a lot of times with news, especially now that we have the internet, you know, and stuff like that, you know, we find out that the news, they prematurely put, put stories out that, that are not true. Why? Because they're trying to be the first to break things. So sometimes 
stuff is put out there that's not true that they never they never recant on they never say oh we we made a mistake we apologize they don't come back and say sorry none of that so you know what you're seeing nowadays is people are taking in a lot of information out of this worldly system the system that satan owns and i'm not saying that there isn't any truth in the news or or online and all that but a lot of it a lot of times it's tainted. A lot of it is told, you know, by somebody's perspective, not necessarily the truth. A lot of it is just sound bites. I see so many people go off on tangents on just listening to the sound bite or something. They won't go and research the whole story. They just go, they just go insane. But this is the world that we live in. And it is very important that we understand what is happening to this world. Let me read this scripture to you. First John chapter two, verses 15 to 17. Listen to what it says and listen very closely. It says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. It says, listen, you cannot love the world. And this scripture isn't saying that you shouldn't love your, 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 your family, your wife, your husband, your kids, that you shouldn't do, you know, things here in the world that, uh, you know, that are fun for your family and things of that nature. But it's talking about this system itself. You cannot love. You have, I I see so many people that are saved, that are praying that God, you know, fixes the world, that it becomes a better place. Listen, this scripture right here is telling us what we see with our eyes is telling us that that is not going to happen. That doesn't mean that we don't pray for mercy. We don't pray for grace. That doesn't mean that God is not showing us mercy and grace and that we're not having fun. And especially those that are, those of us that are saved, you know, I was just saying a friend of mine, it's amazing. And it just goes to show you the type of God we serve on how he keeps his children in the midst of such a chaotic world. But we have to, you know, we we can't fool ourselves. We can't, you know, um, make ourselves believe that the world is something that is not. Don't know. The world is what it is. And this scripture is going to tell us what is happening to the world. And that's something that we have to keep in mind. It's not to be afraid. It's not that you shouldn't be, you know, go out and do things. Even though we see what's happening in these public places, some may want to slow down with going certain places because it's just crazy. But this is not a fear thing. You know, this is just knowing where you are, knowing where you live, knowing the times that you are in. Because sometimes when I talk about those types of things and I talk, you know, on that, on those topics, you know, it seems to discourage some people, but it's like, no, look, it's in the scriptures. Look around you, look at what's happening. You can like to believe things are better. You can do all of that, but it is what it is. But that doesn't mean that you can't live your life and enjoy the family that God has given you. Enjoy the life that God has given you. If you're ministry, enjoy the ministry. It's not saying that, but once you start, you know, getting relaxed and thinking, you know, all is well. And and that's when you get slapped in the face with COVID. That's when COVID pops up. And now you don't want anything to do with God because you wasn't really truly reading the scriptures, maybe like you should have, where where we see calamity, where we see famine, where we see all of these things is... It's nothing new under the sun. This is this isn't a strange thing. Whether you think the government started it or 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 if, if it's from chemtrails, whatever, however it came, this is nothing new. These are things that have been happening all through history. 
in a dying world. We don't know exactly when it's going to pass away, but the Bible gives us different signs and different things to look at to know how close we are. But let me read this scripture again. Let me start at that 15 verse. First John 2 and 15, it says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. This is scripture for all that is in the world is going to tell us what's in the world. The lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but it is of the world. So these things that we see people gravitate to and that they struggle with, it says, listen, this has nothing to do with the father. This is of the world. And verse 17, key verse, it says, and the world passeth away and the lust thereof. So all of those things, they're passing away and the world itself is passing away. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And that's what I wanted to just encourage you guys today on the podcast that, listen, continue to do the will of God. Don't listen, excommunicate yourself from the love of the world. We're not saying don't be present in the world and do what you got to do. Remember what Jesus says. He says we're in the world, but we're not of it. We're not taking on their practices. We're not, you know, taking everything that we read and hear and that they say as, 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 you know, law as, as, you know, uh, truth. No, we're not doing none of that. We're going to siphon these things, you know, or run these things through the scriptures, through prayer, through fasting, because listen, when you are in a world where all of the information that you're receiving is um, the majority of it is coming through the internet. This is Satan's world. He is the God of the system. So if he is the father of lies, I have to be super careful with everything I take in from out of this system, whether that's on the regular news, whether that's on the internet news, I don't care who is coming from. You have to make sure you acknowledge God. And when you are, when you are hearing these things, you need to acknowledge God and ask God, listen, God, show me the truth in this. Show me, don't go by how you feel. Don't go by what you see. Don't go by what's happening to you in this world. Because if you do that, then you're going to lean to your own understanding. You have to say, no, God, help me to see what is true in this situation. God, if it takes me months to get the answer, so be it. But I want to know clearly on what's going on. And if I don't get a clear answer from you, God, if it's not time to hear from you, uh, um, you know, the, 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 the answers that I seek, then help me to keep my mouth quiet until I do help me not to hop on the internet and just say anything. Help me not to text somebody and put some information out there that might not be true. No, we have to sit at the Lord's feet. We have to hear his word. We have to see these things the way that he, we have to see the world, how he sees it. That's what the scriptures does for us. That's what our relationship does for us with him. That's why we have the Holy spirit. So we can see this world through his lens so we can see it from his perspective and know what's truth and what is not. Because I'm telling you what you see happening is a lot of people, you know, they just get caught up in everything that's being said, everything that's being done. And if you are not careful, you will look up and find that you've been bamboozled, that you've been hoodwinked, that you've been tricked. And that's why God says, listen, you can't depend on anybody but my word. And if you do get any information from anybody or store or, or from a source or wherever, let me confirm that, you know, do your research on that. Let me help you to research on that because I'm telling you, there's so many lies out here. There, there's so many misconceptions out here that 
you know, if you're not careful, you're going to get caught up in these things. And look at these shooters um, and the rhetoric, you know, that they spoke, the literature that they read. It's just a bunch of foolishness, a lot of made up things, you know, um, things that's been said over the years. That's just silliness. And listen, that goes for all cultures. Even in my culture, as as being black, there's there's stereotypes of other races or things that we might have have, you know, grown up hearing um, or, you know, parents say or the neighborhood say. And then we find out now I'm 45 years old and I find out that a lot of those things are not necessarily true and they don't apply to all people. So this is why we have to be careful. And I wanted to encourage you guys, listen, continue to do the will of God. And the famous words of Joshua, when he was talking to, to the children of Israel, he says, uh, I remember in Joshua 24 and 15, he says, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's what this is about. There's a lot going on in the world, but the question is whose side are you on? Who are you running with? Who is your Lord and savior? Is it the internet? Is it, is it the most popular speaker on the internet, the most popular motivational speaker or the most popular preacher or the most popular news anchor or the most popular TikToker or YouTuber or Facebooker or whatever? Or is it the Lord and his word? Because at the end of the day, that is what is going to stand. If you are standing with the Lord, if you are on his side, listen to what Jesus tells you in John 10 verses 27 through 30. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Listen, think about what he's saying. They hear my voice. When we read the word, we are hearing his voice. When we pray and he's speaking, we are hearing his voice. And he says, and I know them and they follow me. So as we hear his voice, as we read his word and what his word says, we follow that. Verse 28 says, and I give unto them eternal life. That's the goal here. Yes, we want to get the will done that God has placed us here to do. We want to absolutely get that work done. But the ultimate goal is eternal life with the Lord. He says, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man. This is the key. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Listen. Any man, Satan, whoever, they don't have any power against us when we belong to the Lord. When we are in his hand, when we are his, he says, I know them that are mine. Listen, Satan can't do anything to you. Man can't do anything to you that God does not allow. And that's why they like to make these movies back in the days. And even now the exorcist, her head spinning around. She throwing the priest out the window. That's foolishness. The Satan has no power over the children of God. And if we remember what second Corinthians four and four says, what did it say? In whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them, what, which believe not, not those that believe in the Lord and belong to the Lord. Those that believe not, he can't do anything to you, your mind or anything. If you believe in Christ, if you belong to Christ, if you stand on his word and believe that Jesus is true, it says in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them, which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. Who is the image of God should shine unto them. That's what we are experiencing. That glorious gospel of Christ shine 
shining unto us the truth. We're walking in truth. And that's what he's trying to get us to get out of. That's what he did in the garden. They were living it up. And he got her to look at the tree and say, man, you missing out on something. There's something you missing. No, we are not missing anything. We are right where God wants us to be. But let's read that again. It says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. So if we are walking with the Lord, Nobody is plucking us out of his hand. Nobody is coming to do something to us that, you know, whatever they want to do. No, that is not happening. And that's why I said earlier on, it is so amazing when you are saved and you believe in Christ and you walk with Christ, how he keeps you in such a wicked and demonic world. I was just having a conversation with a friend and I'm gonna let you guys go. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine, my boy B, and I was just saying how like, think about how dangerous it is all around us every single day. Not just somebody walking in a grocery store shooting or in a nail salon shooting or in a church shooting or just you and your car riding on the highway. We hear about all of the road race shootings, but just all of the dangers, you know, people on their phones on the highway, truck drivers falling asleep, um, just you know, people doing construction, you walking under construction, like there's so much danger around us. And yet God keeps us in the midst of it all. And that's what's so beautiful about the Lord. And that's why I wanted to encourage you guys, stop looking at, you know, everything that's going on in the world. Yes. Let's see those things. Let's pray about those things. Let's pray for the people that are affected by these things and, and pray that the Lord shows grace and mercy and, and that those that are saved, we, well, we know what the scripture says, Romans 8 and 28, it says, and we know that all things work together for the good of those that love God and those that are called according to his purpose. So we know those that are in those situations or affected by some of these situations that love God and that are called according to his purpose, that is going to work out for their good. So glory be to God for that. But we need to pray strength. We need to pray grace and mercy, you know, just on our lives and just, just on the lives of, of everyone, because we know that God is a merciful God. He shines on the just as well as the unjust, but the way that he keeps his, it is just so amazing, but I don't want you guys to be bamboozled out here. I don't want you guys to be hoodwinked. I don't want you guys to be discouraged because of what you see going on. People out here are really taking it up a notch. You know, the things that we're hearing now, yes, they happened back in the days, but not on this level, you know, not, you know, in, in, in such a, a, a high capacity. So don't be discouraged. Continue to hold on to God's unchanging hand. Be glad that exactly what he said would happen is happening because that's our confirmation that Jesus is real, that he is truly the Lord. But I wanted to read this last scripture to you. Second Timothy two and 19, it says, nevertheless, Listen to this, guys, and we're going to close here. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. There it is again. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity, depart from those things that are outside of his word. We, 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 we no longer are going outside of his word. We are no longer watering down his word. We are no longer saying, yeah. I know what it says, but he really meant no, no. 
We are standing strong on his word. Exactly what he says. That's exactly what it is. But I pray that you guys have been encouraged. Listen, continue to keep your hand in the Lord's hand. Continue to stick with him because, listen, nothing can remove you from that. Now, what does Satan try to do? He tries to get you to walk out of God's hands. He tries to get you to walk away from God because he knows he has no power to take you from the Lord. Remember when the disciples came back and they was excited about, you know, casting out demons and devils and Jesus had to let them, you know, you know, Jesus had to let them know that, listen, you have power over Satan. Don't, you know, don't get big headed and all that, but you have power over him. He has no power over you. He's not as powerful as Hollywood is trying to make him. You have power over him. If you belong to me, if you have my Holy Spirit, you have power over him. It's not for you to gloat. It's not for you to boast. It's not for you to try to show off and get, pro no, it's for you to do my will. But know that I love you guys. And, you know, yes, it, it's, it's some hard times, some tough times, some tough things happening, but know that God has it all under control. It is all playing out just like it was supposed to be. And in the end, those that, those of us that stuck with him, you know, will be able to live with him eternally and see just how much, you know, God was involved in all of the things that we see happening all around us. And we're not talking about in, in, you know, just, just like tragedies or this and that, just how he's the creator. He's in all the details. He knows everything that's going to happen from beginning to end. So there's nothing that surprises him. So when we go to the Lord in prayer and we talk to him about different things, listen, God, he's not surprised by what you're going through. He's not surprised by, you know, maybe you need financial help or you're going through spiritually. He knew all of these things and he laid it out just how he wanted it. And it's going to work out just like he said, it would. So know that I love you guys. And until the next time we hop on the podcast together, Shalom.